Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We've got a few annual traditions here on BK and Ferrario. Alongside Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie On opening day. We talk with Michael Gersh. We do our opening day Cardinals bullpen circle of trust. And we are joined in person by Katie Wu, the Cardinals insider for The Athletic. She joins us weekly here on BK and Ferrario as well. Katie, how are you doing today? Gentlemen, happy opening day. It is certainly like a national holiday outside. Yeah. There are a lot of people. Um, I just tried to find my parents in the crowd. Yeah. And it was impossible because everyone is wearing the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's great. I think St. Louis opening day is really, really special. And to be able to, this is my third one, to be able to just be here and enjoy it on such a beautiful day. It's amazing. How has your view changed of opening day, Katie, from day one when you started covering this team to now? So my first opening day was 2021 in Cincinnati, and it was a COVID season. Yeah. And I think there were maybe oh, yeah. like 4,000 people <laughs> in the stands, and it was so cold. It snowed that morning, oh, and I God. was just like, this is not baseball. <laughs> so it gets progressively better each year. It was uh, cold last year, too. It was cold last year. Brutal. But this is like, my friends call it a bluebird. Sunny, beautiful, perfect <laughs> baseball weather for spring. Feels like you're at the Bay Area still, right? Sure. It's yeah. probably colder there, Absolutely. actually. Really? Yeah. Woof. I know. Yeah, I'm out on that. Katie, we've got Miles Michaelis as the opening day starter this year for the Cardinals. And the big question for them is, what's this pitching staff going to be like mm -hmm. in 2023? You got to see them in person, unlike the rest of us in spring training. What is your level of confidence? Let's go scale 1 to 10 on the Ooh. starting pitching. What is your level of confidence on this rotation? Okay, the confidence of that they are going to be a capable rotation. You can take so, it in whatever direction okay. you'd like. I would go 6.75. Okay. Oh, very specific. I really, I really want to give them a seven, but I think there's a couple question marks. Um, I have zero reservations about Miles Michaelis. I think we've talked about this. One of the more underrated pitchers in the National League. I know he doesn't necessarily have stuff that's going to jump off the paper, but his arsenal, his pitch command, how he pitches in Bush Stadium, I think he's just kind of underrated in all those aspects. Um, I'm a big Steven Matz believer. I think he looked really great this spring. I think we saw a little bit of what the Cardinals were expecting in Steven Matz last year. Of course, with the injuries, it gets a little dicey, but if he can be healthy, then I, I think he uh, can be a huge uh, game changer in this uh, rotation. Jordan Montgomery, not much to say there. Should be consistent. I think, again, we always go back to this. It's going to go down to Jack Flaherty, who was that kind of guy. Uh, not a great spring, and he told me in a couple words, you know, spring's over, so who cares? And I, I'm, I'm excited to see how Jack does over the course of April. That's the biggest question for me, and I think it's the biggest question for everybody. The way that spring training ended is not ideal for the outsiders looking at Jack Flaherty, but Jack Flaherty had a very strong opinion of that not mattering to him. Right, and spring training numbers are so peculiar and funny because you can kind of spin the narrative, right? If a guy goes out there and absolutely crushes it and has a great spring, you're all hyped up. You're like, this is the guy, he's fixed it, like, yeah, let's BK. go. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
But then if a guy kind of has like a lousy spring or doesn't perform well, you're like, oh, well, it's just spring. Who cares? So I can see both sides of that narrative. I do think the Cardinals are, I mean, they bet on Jack Flaherty for a reason. So they have high confidence. Look, this dude's not going to come out here and shove every single game, but they certainly think he can be a top of the arm guy. So we'll go out and see. Um, I'm also interested to see what Jake Woodford could do. This is a guy that's deserved this, was able to talk to him and just be like, hey, dude, congrats, because this is really well-deserved for you, not just to make the team, but to be in the rotation. Um, I think Jake Woodford deserves a lot of credit for sticking through at all those hardships, and now here he is. I'm excited to see what he's able to do with that opportunity. I'm also excited to see what Jordan Walker is Mm -hmm. going to do as the opening day starter for the Cardinals in the outfield. What are fair expectations out of him early on? We were talking about this earlier today. The Cardinals' first three series are against Toronto, Atlanta, and Milwaukee. Yes. The pitching they're going to see is tough, to say the least. They're going to see some of the best starters in all of baseball. What does that mean for Jordan Walker? Oh, yeah. I mean, take Alec Manoa, for example, today's opening starter for Toronto. There's not a single person in the Cardinals' lineup that has ever taken a bat against Manoa, even in spring. I'm going in literally I'm sure blind. Be fine. I'm yeah, sure it'll be fine. You don't need that. You're scouting. I mean, we hyped up the offense, right? I think I did that. I hyped up the offense pretty significantly, so I'm expecting them to follow through. Uh, I think fair expectations for Jordan Walker. It's a good question. I like this question because, look, Walker has the hype that he does for a reason. He's not just a top prospect in the Cardinals organization. He's a top prospect in baseball. He is still going to struggle at some points, and that is okay. Paul Goldschmidt won the National League MVP last year did not have a great September. So big leaguers struggle. I think what we need to see from Jordan Walker is just the the opportunity to play every day. If he goes out there and he hits 265 with 17 home runs, that's a pretty, pretty successful season. Now, obviously, he can go a lot higher. um, But I think we need to understand that this is, yes, a very, very special talent who is just 20 years old and skipping AAA. There will be highs and lows. And I think that will be a good good sense. We saw how he handled it in spring, the lows. So now we'll get to see how he handles it at a major league level. I was surprised yesterday. Ollie gave a quote. I think Ben Hockman wrote about this in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch today about what the outfield configuration is going to look like. Mm -hmm. And he basically said, Hey, Dylan Carlson's going to be on the bench a lot early on in the t- in the season. That could change, but early on, the expectation is that you're going with these three guys. Do you think that's going to be the way that they work this, or will we see Carlson a decent amount early on? I think it's going to be how this 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 outfield rotation, if you will, with O'Neill in center, Lars in left, and Jordan in right. And we'll get to the, that in a second. Sure. Is what we're going to see for the first couple of weeks because they want to give these guys an opportunity to gel. They didn't get to see Tyler a lot because of WBC. Same with Lars. Um, Walker actually prefers right field. The reason he played left field all spring was because he wasn't as comfortable there. But they want Walker there because that's where he is the most comfortable. So he's probably going to be playing right field the majority of those starts. I'd give it a a two-week period, but Ollie was also pretty candid in a conversation with me yesterday that Dylan has the versatility to be used in the outfield like the team used Brendan Donovan in the infield. And Dylan Carlson will see playing time. He will be a bench player to kind of open the season, but they are more than capable of kind of rolling him in there, filling him in the gaps, and using that four-player outfield platoon. But for right now, they want to give Jordan as many opportunities as possible to get his feet wet and get comfortable, but that does not mean we want to Dylan Carlson. They very much believe that he'll be a, a... an impactful player. Do you think Dylan Carlson would be able to handle that at the beginning of the season of being that bench bat? Right, that's tough. When you come into a spring training camp and you are projected to be a starter and then you're no longer a starter, that's that's pretty tough. But this goes back to what Ollie was saying and Mo was saying in February. This is a competitive camp and players are going to be evaluated with how they handle adversity. This will be a trying time for Dylan. 
He will not see as much playing time as he was expected in the first couple weeks. How he responds to that, how he takes advantage of kind of that unique position that he has being a switch hitter that can play all three outfield positions. He can pretty much neutralize any threat. I think in a live room the other day, I referred to Dylan as a Swiss Army knife huh, in the outfield yeah. because he really can neutralize any of the opposition. How he handles there, I think, will dictate if, they, uh, if the Cardinals increase his playing time. But I can't reiterate this enough. Just because we probably won't see Dylan uh, as much as we thought or he thought in the first couple of years doesn't mean we're not going to see him at all. So we're talking to Katie Wu, Cardinals insider for The Athletic. You can also find her on Twitter at KDJWu. You can find her work with KSDK as well. And you hear her, of course, on 101 ESPN. When you look at what this lineup is, there's three guys that we know are going to be in the same spots basically every day. It's going to be Goldie 3, Arenado 4, and Wilson Contreras 5. I feel like we have spent very little time talking about Wilson Contreras during the spring, which is strange because he was their big ticket item that they went and splurged on this offseason, and he's replacing one of the most iconic players in the history of the franchise. What did you see from him in his adjustment to St. Louis? How is he fitting in with the team? What did you see from Wilson Contreras in spring training when you were there? You know, I think the reason why we aren't talking about Wilson a lot, Jordan Walker hype aside, is sure. because he just had such a seamless fit to begin with. You, you look at Wilson and you're just like, yeah, this guy probably belongs in St. Louis. The way that he carries himself, the way he handles himself, how he works with the pitching staff. He's always in the cages getting extra work with Goldschmidt and Arenado. He's always calling pitchers over, kind of breaking things down, going through things, studying. He just kind of really understood the responsibility of what he was going into. And that's what John Mazalock was, I wouldn't say worried about, but wanted to make sure whoever uh, succeeded Yachty understood was that this was not just about finding a new catcher. There was a huge... A whole of responsibility that whoever came into this spot would have to understand and I think Wilson's gone above and beyond that um, I mean I think everyone's seen the shoes that he's designed yeah. this <laughs> custom cleats to honor Yachty I think he's a guy that just gets the culture he really wanted to play for a winning culture this is a guy that won a World Series his rookie year and has yet to be back I think we're again we're not talking about Wilson enough because it just seems like a great fit and it does feel like he's providing a little bit of spark I mentioned this with Michael Gersh and Gersh was like well I guess because we've had Yachty for so long that you don't talk about it as much but just so far since we've heard about him and the stories of him deciding on St. Louis he does seem to provide that spark that they're losing in the clubhouse that was Yachty absolutely he's a fiery intense dude um the Cardinals have a little bit of that in Nolan Arenado but this is different because it's coming from your catcher and the Cardinals fans are so used to seeing that kind of spark and intensity behind the plate for the last two decades and I'm by no means comparing the two but I think they're very similar in Wilson feels like this is his team to protect I mean the general consensus from the Cardinals when Wilson Contreras was a Cub was that he was not very well liked St. Louis not Contreras fans and he came in and he said yeah that's what I wanted that's my goal now I think his mission is okay I'm gonna have that same kind of energy for the 29 other teams out there. But these guys, these guys in the Cardinals, they're mine. And I think that kind of intensity is something that the Cardinals don't usually have. And I think it'll be good for them. <laughs> Final question. Did you get emotional? Well, it? Hey, buddy. It's, <laughs> it's, just, it's opening day for everybody. It's just <laughs> the first year without Yachty, man. We'll get used to it as we move along. So somebody tweeted you earlier today. It choked me up just thinking about how <laughs> emotional it is for you going through this again. It's opening day, which means that we're just a few hours away from fans criticizing Katie Wu for the Cardinals lineup, a tradition unlike any other. That yeah. tweet did make me laugh. He said, I am not mentally prepared for this. I'm not. Have you been abused yet I am on curious social media? because the lineup is a little different this year. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty good. What do you have to be mad at me about? Dylan Carlson is not in your starting lineup on opening day, and he could be in basically every other starting mm -hmm. lineup in Major League Baseball. 
Did you get less hate today than you normally I would did. have? I did, and I I think we should keep that energy up. Um, I think it's funny, though, how these lineups will come out, and if they're good, it'll be like, Ollie, great lineup. Love this lineup from Ollie. If it's a bad lineup, it's just nonstop complaints. Ollie is nowhere to be mentioned, and I'm not saying throw him under the bus, but why me? You know, I am hopeful that with this depth, that with uh, John Mozeliak said during his media session today that he thinks depth is probably the most, they're one of their biggest strengths that this te- uh, that's talked enough about the Cardinals, will alleviate some of that roster abuse or lineup abuse I was getting the last two seasons. But all jokes aside, this is a really strong, solid Cardinals lineup. I mean, there's not an easy out one through nine, and uh, it's so flexible and so fluid. Cardinals could easily trade Tyler O'Neill and Lars Newfar and swap them against some lefties. Uh, the to only be clear, she's not yeah, saying not that trading, trading them. them. No, I'm saying <laughs> swapping them in the order. Yes, let's clarify. Let's clarify. Um, but through and through, one through nine, it's a it's a good lineup. I, I mean, give it seven days before you're being uh, oh verbally seven? assaulted on Twitter yes. because seven of the lineup. Going up against who was the start? Manoa and I, Gossman. Yeah, they're game, not three. Game three. Game scoring a run. Scoring a run the first two games, and then that's what uh, comes why out. Why aren't they taking this guy out of the lineup? Yeah, he can't 100%. hit. Bring it on. I've had like five months to adjust. <laughs> She's Katie Wu. You can find her work over at The Athletic. It is well worth the price of admission. Also follow her on Twitter at Katie J. Wu. We appreciate her time as always. Katie, enjoy yourself. We'll see you in the press box. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Got go. it. That's Katie Wu of The Athletic joining us as she does each and every year for Cardinals opening day.